0: Hello friends, and welcome to episode 806 of the Juicebox Podcast. Today I'll be speaking with Blue, and she has had type 1 diabetes for a very long time. Despite the title of this episode, there's nothing sad about it. I just couldn't resist using Blue's name along with Christmas. This close to Christmas. Today we'll hear Blue's story, talk about how our life with diabetes is going now, and we'll get into a few things from a number of years ago. Just the first couple of minutes, the audio is wonky, but I left it in because it it anyway, we get it fixed, and I wanted you to have context for what gets said afterwards. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box Podcast should be considered advice medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you are feeling festive and charitable, take out that feeling at t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox by joining the registry and filling out the survey. You need to be a type one who has, I'm sorry, you need to be a US resident who has type one or is the caregiver of type one. Oh boy, I'm a hot mess here. Listen, just go take the freaking survey. T1DExchange.org forward slash juicebox. There's plenty of good reasons why you shouldn't. Apparently, I can't say any of them right now. This episode of the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by Dexcom, and Dexcom makes the Dexcom G6 and Dexcom G7. You want to go learn more about it? You certainly can. And you can do that at dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. The G6 is available everywhere. G7 was just, a couple of weeks ago, okie would by the FDA in the United States, but you can already get it in Europe. Anyway, use my link to find out about it. The podcast is also sponsored today by the insulin pump that my daughter has been wearing since she was four years old, the Omnipod. Head to omnipod.com forward slash juice box to learn more about the Omnipod 5, the Omnipod Dash, or, or the possibility of getting yourself a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash. All of that can be learned about at my link, omnipod.com, forward slash juice box. One last one, U.S. Med. That's where Arden gets her diabetes supplies from, and you can as well. You can get Omnipod 5, Dexcom, Libre 3, all kinds of stuff. They are even starting to carry some insulins. so check them out usmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514 to get your free benefits check.
1: Okay. Hi, my name is Blue. I am 56 years old and I've had type 1 for 40 years.
0: 40 years, 56 years old. My goodness. That's a heck of a long time. Um, Yeah. 40 years. 1982. Yep. No kidding. I had, um, uh, I I might've been in middle school then blue. What's going on? You know
1: what? (laughs) You're not that much younger than I am. (laughs) I'm not,
0: but I'm trying to do the math. Hold on. (laughs) I mean,
1: well, you know, I okay. I was only in 10th grade, so I'll give you that
0: (laughs) 10th grade in the eighties getting diabetes, huh? Yeah. How, How did that go? Exactly.
1: It was rough. I was actually, um, well, I'm, I was symptomatic for months, like before Christmas. I was diagnosed March 16th. Hmm. So I would say, I remember we went Christmas shopping for like jeans and stuff probably August, September, and by Christmas, they didn't fit. So oh. then, um, my birthday is March 14th, which is when I. Got pregnant, but didn't know. And then two days later, was diagnosed with type 1. So, oh, okay. fun stuff.
0: All right. So, hold on a second. So, you're saying that in the 10th grade, you found out that you had diabetes and found out how reproduction worked?
1: Um, yeah, I probably knew before that, but sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, so how old is your, it's a daughter, your daughter, right?
1: Yes, I have two girls.
0: Okay, how old is the oldest?
1: You tell me. Well. <laughs> no. No, I can <laughs> do it.
0: Let me get, so she was, you were 16. I was
1: still pregnant at this time, so.
0: I don't know, Blue, tell me, how old is she?
1: 39.
0: Okay, cool. Um, 39, and how's the youngest? 17. Okay, you just. Trying to hit all the decades with a baby, if you can.
1: Yeah, and the second one was planned. The first one wasn't. So <laughs> and and yeah. Do, I don't know.
0: Do any do either of your kids have autoimmune stuff? No. No.
1: They are very healthy.
0: Wow, that's so cool. How about in your extended family, like your mom, your dad, uncles, and aunts? Um,
1: my mother was a type two. I don't know what else she had. My family is very small, but I know because we have like family that we don't talk to anymore. Mm -hmm. But um, my aunt, I know my aunt and her daughter, so my cousin, they um, have thyroid issues. And I just found out my oldest, excuse me, my oldest sister, who I haven't spoken to in like 37 years. She has MS and um, some kind of blood cancer. Hmm. I can't really get, I mean, I wanted that information for, you know, health purposes.
0: Blue, I have to tell you, before we continue, I'm very worried that the way your voice is recording, people aren't going to be able to hear you right. Okay. So, let's try taking those headphones out and putting them into the case so they don't connect to your computer anymore. (laughs) And... It See doesn't what we can do to with the microphone on the okay. computer. I think if you're okay with this, I think this is how we should do it. That's fine. All right. So I'm going to recap very quickly. 10th grade, diagnosed with type 1, pregnant the same year, 1982. You are 56 now. You've had diabetes for 40 years. You have two girls, 39 and 17. Neither of them have autoimmune stuff. And we were just talking about your mom has type 2 you have a pretty small family that you haven't been that connected to. You've reconnected a little bit with a sister who's 37. You learned that she had go.
1: No, my sister's a lot older. Um, my sister, I haven't spoken to her in 37 years, got but it. um I got this information from a cousin who speaks with her. So yeah, she has MS and a, some kind of blood cancer, but I, I can't find out what, what kind. kind. And
0: this is a, Uh, a sister like from your parents like not a half sister or a stepsister she's a a half sister -sister. we have
1: the same mom yeah
0: okay um i wonder if ms is autoimmune it's got to be something with is multiple sclerosis an autoimmune disease let's see what the It is commonly held view that multiple sclerosis may be an autoimmune disease most neurological Um, neurologically, uh, MS is an autoimmune disease and most texts on autoimmunity point to MS as a prime example of an autoimmune disease. This view has influenced research into the pathogens of MS. Okay, so I don't think they're ready to say for sure, but it seems like they're pretty, pretty comfortable saying it might be. Um, Okay. okay. All right, so there's that. Um, Your mom. Uh, My
1: dad, my dad has one half sister, and she has type two now.
0: Hmm, okay, but no, like celiac, uh, thyroid. You no,
1: know, my sister has. I think Crohn's. They don't make this stuff known. I don't. It's weird.
0: Well, everybody stays quiet. I understand. It's only it's only type ones who talk about their stuff. To be honest, yeah. Um yeah. I mean, Crohn's is autoimmune, right? I have uh, no idea. Crohn's disease.
1: Never-
0: it's an autoimmune disorder. Yeah, Crohn's is autoimmune. Okay. Okay. See, now we're 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 picking through. We're like twenty three and me for your family. We don't even need them here. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So going back to being diagnosed in high school, I do want to hear a little bit about that. So you have diabetes for how long before you know you're pregnant? Um
1: a few months and then my mother actually asked me in the summer when well, actually, so I was diagnosed march 16th we didn't know i was pregnant yet and that whole thing i didn't really go to school again excuse me like Mm -hmm. after that so in the summer after a few months i knew but i was scared to death to tell my mom okay so when i was like five months she sat me down and asked me if i was pregnant And I said, I don't know. And she said, what do you mean you don't know? When's the last time you had your period? And I said, five months ago. And she's like, you haven't had your period in five months and you don't know if you're pregnant? So
0: You should have said, no, you did a poor job of explaining to me how all this (laughs)
1: works. (laughs) Which is crazy. I'm one out of four girls, Mm -hmm. even though I don't have contact with any of them. And my mom was always like about the birth control because she was very young. You know, she was back in the day where you didn't talk about it. Right. So she was strapped with three kids by the time she was 19.
0: Wow. Really?
1: Yeah. It's sad.
0: No kidding. That's really something. Three kids by when she was 19. How old was her oldest?
1: Um, three.
0: Wow. I think she
1: was 14 or 15 when she had the first one. Yeah.
0: But you didn't miss by much either. Right. Were you like 16? I was sixteen. Sixteen. Yep. Okay. Are you by any any chance with that man? No. No. You laughed. No. You laughed under your voice. You're like, no, that's no, not that didn't work out. I will, Scott.
1: I will chuckle out loud. Yes. Actually, he was twenty two when she was born. Oh, and he denied her. So that was oh. fun.
0: So he's in prison, you're saying?
1: No. <laughs> Actually, she after all these years, she has a great relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm very i'm glad because our family is so small yeah and um yeah well that's it, well it's, it's a important.
0: that's really something what was management like in 82 i mean did you uh regular in mph or not even
1: yes right well this is the thing like i hear people i'm not going to touch anything you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> people get it people go to touch things right yeah. so i um I hear people say, oh, I was misdiagnosed and everything. And I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Um, but thinking about it now, my, I was diagnosed by my physician, my family physician who actually delivered me. Mm-hmm. So he knew me, you know, my whole life. And I think he was kind of in denial. So my mom's like, you're losing a lot of weight. I was down to like losing a pound a day oh, wow. towards the end and um my mom's like are you doing diet pills what's going on and I said no and she said you have to go to the doctor oh my god I thought I silenced that I'm so sorry That's okay I I, you, I, I I mean you know what it is I ahead. say
0: all the time if 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 people's diabetes devices can't make noise on this podcast I don't know where they can make them. So <laughs> that, that's fine
1: I had a horrible night but anyway um so <clears throat> first he um Okay, it's trying to go low, which was something I wanted to ask you about, but I'll get back to that. Go ahead. Um, So at first he said, (laughs) my mom thought, oh, it must be diabetes or cancer. So, of course, she's glad it's diabetes. And um, they just took like a a urine test and my sugar was in the 600s. Mm -hmm. And he said, try diet and exercise. Excuse me. So I did that for a few weeks at 600 and that didn't work. So then he said, oh, no, you must be a type two because you're 16. And that's a weird age to be diagnosed at in you know, in those days. Mm-hmm. So he put me on diabetes, which I think was like the only diabetic pill. My grandmother took it. And uh, did I say my grandmother was type two? You said your mom um, was. My mom, yeah, I don't yeah. think back. My grandmother was also. Okay. But yeah. Um, that was she's been dead forever. Um so that made me laugh for some reason. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I mean, I wasn't I, I wasn't close to my grandmother. Yeah.
0: No, at just all. dead yeah. forever for some reason. I was like, oh I don't it <laughs> just made me yeah. chuckle. I it's inappropriate. I know, that's, but, that's
1: okay. Yeah, that's, that's you know, some people can't say things like that, but so yeah, so I was on that, and that wasn't working. And then, so I never had the whole go in the hospital, get this training, go home with all this pamphlets. I never had any of that.
0: Because they thought you had type 2. They sent you home to exercise. Right. Did you think sex then, was exercise? Is that what happened there? Were you
1: like, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work. No. <laughs> yeah. So then finally, when he said type 1, and he sent me home, you know, with the MPH and the regular and said, and the syringes, and you know, we practice on the oranges. And that's what we did.
0: And that's it. So, so you... that
1: was that was by May. So I was diagnosed in March mm-hmm. and I started insulin in May.
0: March. Oh, that's a long time. It's a couple of months. Yeah. And, and so you were just doing like a shot in the morning and a shot at dinner. I Don't can't remember. even
1: remember yeah. what I, I remember the MPH was like two units something ridiculous Mm -hmm. um and then
0: how did you measure success was it (laughs) was there a meter you just did the thing they told you to do and that was that
1: i didn't have a meter at first yeah i didn't have a meter for a while so what what we did was we went to his office and got blood drawn every four months and he made adjustments according to that blood test okay because I don't even think they had the A1Cs back then or they weren't talked about because I remember when they talked about them, they were like, oh, they're going to be able to tell. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to, like, be good before that blood test. So it looks like I'm doing well.
0: Is that how you it know? felt? Like, I'll 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 eat like a bird for a couple of weeks before my blood exactly. test? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what we did. That's it. Yeah. How- you don't want to be judged. Yeah.
0: And then so how did your pregnancy go? With, I mean, newly diagnosed diabetes in 82.
1: Um, I have preeclampsia. I don't know if that's due. I mean, that if diabetes contributes that, because I know people have it that aren't diabetics. Right. But um because of her size from my diabetes, she had to be induced three weeks early and she still weighed
0: 9-11. Wow. Three weeks early.
1: Yeah. Okay. Natural birth. So coming out, she almost killed me, and I, I guess both of us.
0: I bet you three more mo- weeks she might have been 10 and a half 12, pounds. Or 12, to,
1: 12 to 15, they that, said. Is that
0: what they were saying? My goodness, yeah. that's crazy. They were
1: like, yeah, they're like, we got to get this baby out.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. And did she have any issues coming out, or was she okay?
1: Because of being huge, which this makes me angry, um, she has, she got a pinched nerve. It is called... I have that brain fog all the time. I don't know if it's age. I don't know what it is. Um, let me turn this phone off because Thanks. that's why I didn't get your text earlier because well, I had fine. it silenced. Um, she has. Uh, oh, what the hell's the name? The layman's term is herbs palsy.
0: Okay, and that was from from birth. She's had it.
1: Yeah, she had. She got. She was too big coming out, so she got stuck. So I had a nurse on either side of me, like with their fist, pushing her out of me. My gosh. And she has a pinched nerve on her, I believe her L5.
0: The brachial plexus stem from the spinal right. That's cord. That's what she has. Okay. Brachial
1: plexus. Yes.
0: Brachial plexus. That, so she has that from the birth because she was too big to come out.
1: Yes. They should have done a C-section and they didn't.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Okay. Makes me angry. So I try to, you know, anybody I find out, any of my type 1 friends, I find out they're preg- pregnant. I'm like, oh my God, you need to talk to your doctor. And they're always like, ah, brushing me off. And I'm like, you're crazy because my daughter is 39 and she still suffers.
0: Yeah. You have an interesting um, path through diabetes, really. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. So um, you and I probably meet just quickly. I would imagine in that church. Is that right?
1: Um, That's when we met. Right. In person, yes.
0: But online before that? Yes. Yeah. So you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, haven't you?
1: A long time. A long time. It, episodes in the hundreds.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: yeah. You remember Amy? Your friend? I met Amy. Yes. Who bl- I met in the diner.
0: The blonde from the Amy. diner, right?
1: Yes. yes. And she was so excited. She was saying, Oh my God, do you listen to the podcast? And it's helped me so much. And blah, blah, blah. You know, she was going on and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'll listen to it. <laughs> and I went home and listened to it. And um we're good friends. That was four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's how long. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, it was four years ago.
0: Um how how do you find So you seem to meet a lot of people with type one in your personal life. Is that fair to say?
1: Um, I did it through camp because I met Amy. I went to diabetes adult weekend
0: Mm -hmm.
1: at Camp Najetta and we met 70 type ones. And we were very fortunate that a lot live in our area.
0: So you made friends.
1: Yes, Yes. so that's how we have, like, we made a personal meetup group for people in the Philadelphia area, Mm -hmm. and, um, oh, yeah, I have have two friends that live, one's a mile away, one's two miles away.
0: Okay, I, most of the, hmm, most of the messages I get from you are about, (laughs) you meet people with diabetes, and you want to help them, and they're resistant to it, and it makes, it seems to hit you on a personal level. Like i I wondered if you could tell me I've always wanted to hear you talk about this more long like long form. So how does that make you feel when you meet them and you're trying to impart something on them you know would be valuable to them and they don't want to hear it?
1: Oh, it's It's very frustrating, and it's sad because I know I know the complications they're going to have in the long run. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when you see your friends and they go up to four hundred, and then they go to 40 and then they go to, you know, up, down, up, down constantly. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be that way. And people are always like, I don't listen to podcasts. I never listened to a podcast before, Um, before Juicebox. I never listened, but she told me to listen. And I'm like, Hey, this sounds like it can help me. So I'm going to listen. Right. And.
0: Well, what, what was going on in your life that you were like, okay, I'll listen to a podcast. Like, I'll give it a try. Like, where was your where was your diabetes at at that point?
1: Um, I, it was, meh, it was, I was doing the best I could. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing everything I'm supposed to do and counting my carbs and everything. And um, so I would say my A1Cs, although I don't put a lot of weight into those because I've seen graphs and I've seen my friends say what their A1Cs are. And I'm like, ooh, that's scary, mm. um, especially when others, when they post it online and then others say, oh, my God, what are you doing? Your A1C is great. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, I see the, I see what's going on in the background. So I don't put a lot of weight into the A1Cs, but um, it's definitely helped me um, that, like, When I first got Medtronic years ago, the trainer, and this makes you angry, she's like, Oh, this thing has a lot of bells and whistles. It has things you you don't need to know about. (laughs) Because what?
0: Like extended boluses, the wave back. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) exactly. So I wasn't even taught about it. Right. That makes me mad.
0: No, I understand. You mentioned brain fog a minute ago. You think that's from diabetes?
1: I have no idea.
0: Yeah. (laughs) how does it strike you just are you at a loss for words or
1: i cannot remember the words of things okay like i'll 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 just describe it and my husband and my daughter are like i'm like you know like that green thing and it's shaped like this and they're like and they'll name it and i'm like I'm sorry. I'm just at a loss.
0: Yeah. You mean the mixer, mom? Like like that kind of a thing? Like almost a simple word? Or is it? Or is, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Right.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, it's something. How long has that been going on?
1: Oh, I would say at least the last couple of years.
0: Okay. So when you... We've had diabetes a very long time, obviously. You've been through a number of different iterations of how people have, have told you to manage. I imagine you moved to you know what they call fast-acting insulin back then in Basil. They probably put you on what, Humalog, Atlantis, and
1: Lantus, Lantus yeah.
0: right? Um, and then you probably did that for a very long time. When's the first time you had a CGM?
1: Ooh, it was the Dexcom.
0: Let me give this to you quick and sweet. Usually short and sweet is the saying, but I wanted to say quick and squeak, quick and squeak, quick and sweet. Now, of course, none of this is, (laughs) it's not sweet or it's quick, nor quick, right? not it's late at night. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Make knowledge your superpower with the Dexcom CGM system. Zero finger sticks, glucose readings right on your smart device, and customizable alerts and alarms are but some of the reasons why you should get started with the Dexcom. Here are some of the other reasons. How about you can see blood sugars in real time on your Dexcom receiver or on your smartphone? And not just you, the person with diabetes or the child with diabetes, but if you prefer, people can follow you. For instance, I'm following my daughter right now. She had some french fries with dinner tonight, had a high blood sugar, got a little stuck. She's been making some nice boluses to get it down using her Dexcom to see where she's been all night. And I'm seeing a nice decline. She's starting to drift down. And uh, not just a drift. It's a purposeful move that we made. Actually, what am I saying? I haven't helped her with it at all tonight. She made. She's looking at her Dexcom graph, thinking about what she ate, seeing what's happening, which is probably a fat and protein rise from the french fries. And she's bolusing to make meaningful change to her blood sugar. I'm looking at it right now. I'm actually, it's going to change while we're here. She's 188 diagonal down, which means she's falling between like, you know, one and three points per minute, maybe. Anyway, uh, that's what you get from the arrow, speed and direction and the number all with your Dexcom. Dexcom.com forward slash Juicebox. Get started right now. It's It's the device to have if you're using insulin. Another great device to have if you're using insulin is the Omnipod. Now, that's going to be Omnipod.com forward slash juice box as well. When you go there, I'm sorry to tell you there'll be a photo of me. Try just what I do when it comes up is I hold my hand up just out in front of me so I can't see it. And then you just scroll past the photo and it starts talking to you about a lot of different things. One of them is if you'd like to take the Omnipod dash out for a test drive, you may be eligible for a free 30 day trial. Where are you going to learn about that? Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. At that same link, you can also talk to a specialist, read about the Omnipod 5, fill in some information to get the whole thing going. It's a one-stop shop for your Omnipod needs. Now, do you want an Omnipod 5? Do you want an algorithm-based pump? I think you should think about it. It's a a viable option, and uh, it's unlike anything else you're going to find. Omnipod 5 is the first tubeless automated insulin delivery system. It's not bad. It's making adjustments to your insulin uh, automatically I, I thought I thought you got that by the name but it's amazing and it, it might just be for you and if it's not if you don't want automation I get that you can still get the omnipod Dash wonderful wonderful device tubeless insulin pumps both of them omnipod 5 omnipod Dash omnipod.com forward slash juicebox head over right now and take a look. Now, you want that Omnipod and that Dexcom? You can get them the way you're getting them right now. No harm, no foul like that. Or you could get them the way my daughter does. From US Med. That's usmed.com forward slash Juicebox. You go there and get yourself a free benefits check. Don't like the internet? Call the phone number 888-721-1514. US Med carries everything everything from insulin pumps to diabetes testing supplies, the latest CGMs, Dexcom G6, Libre 3, I'm hearing whispers Dexcom G7 pretty soon, and uh, I mean goodness, take Medicare nationwide over 800 private and and over 800 private insurers. They offer you better service and better care at US Med and they always provide 90 days' worth of supplies and fast and free shipping. U.S. Med has served over 1 million diabetes customers since 1996. My daughter is one of them. You could be, too. Get white-glove treatment at U.S. Med, usmed.com, forward slash juicebox, or call 888-721-1514. Please use my links, because when you do, Dexcom, Omnipod, U.S. Med, and all the rest... Know you're coming through the podcast, and that really does help the show. If you can't remember these links, they're in the podcast player you're listening in now in the show notes, or you can find them at juiceboxpodcast.com. For free, for full safety, risk information, and free trial terms and conditions about the Omnipod, go to omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. I'm sorry, I was supposed to say that a minute ago, but I didn't, so I'm saying it now. Back to Blue when's the first time you had a cgm
1: oh it was the dexcom five
0: okay a couple generations ago
1: it was the five yeah so that was about well i've been listening to you well i've been listening to you for i guess it was before i was listening to you Was shortly Mm -hmm. like maybe five five years okay because i had medtronic first and i had even before the enlight came out that other cgm that they had it was horrible mm-hmm. the numbers were horrible so i didn't even bother wearing it yeah i'm like this is not good information
0: right when um so when you start listening to the show like maybe about 4 years ago did it where did the value come from first for you was it hearing people's stories or was it hearing about like management ideas or what What did you care about at that point?
1: Um, management ideas were very helpful. Okay. Yeah. Like, um, because I told you before, but I have gastroparesis. Mm-hmm. I was diagnosed about five years ago. Now it's not bad to where I throw up. Like people, I've heard stories. People get really bad. Right. I actually have a friend who has a pacemaker in her stomach for her GP. Really? Yes.
0: It, what does that do?
1: It um, makes her stomach move. Kind of stim- stim-
0: It stimulates her stomach. Yes. Oh, I see. And
1: she loves it. She's like, it's the best thing she ever did.
0: No kidding. That's very cool.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. So with can that out. with my DP, that makes it more difficult. So when I found out about like the basil lowering or hiring the basal like that's very helpful
0: mm-hmm. so just little stuff about manipulating the insulin's been helpful for you absolutely yeah, yeah so all right so let's go through it for a second so you have you, brain fog you're not sure what it's from gastroparesis i mean that's that's neuropathy right so yeah. um do you have and you have trigger finger right did you just get surgery
1: i did yeah three weeks ago how did that go wonderful it looks great you can see it, but it yeah. looks wonderful. Well, um, I've been seeing that surgeon for 17 years. Yeah, so I've had five trigger finger surgeries, both um, these ones. Mm-hmm. Carpal tunnels. Carpal tunnels, right. I had, I had frozen shoulder very bad. It was frozen to where I could barely move it for five years before I got the surgery. And that was nine years ago. Surgery helped? It did help. I'm still in pain. I still have to stretch a lot. Okay. I don't have full range of motion. I have maybe 70, 80% range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's like an ongoing thing yeah, I a have battle. to do. battle, right. Yes. Anything else? Um and I had my ulnar nerve. So I'm not sure if that's related to diabetes where it gets numb. It goes down these two fingers, the mm-hmm. two baby fingers. Just goes all the way down.
0: From your elbow all the way into your finger. Yes. How often, so the
1: surgery is there.
0: Yeah. How often does that happen?
1: Uh, what do you mean?
0: Oop, what what was was that? That? Sorry, that, that should okay. not that should not have happened. Um, the ulnar nerve is that pain constant or does it come and go?
1: It's not a pain. It's a numbness. A numbness, and it is. Now it doesn't bother me too much, but I can't lean on my elbow. Like if I'm driving, mm-hmm. I can't have it on the headrest. I have well, to have it back.
0: Interesting. Okay. But you're not sure if that's diabetes or not.
1: No, but I I have another diabetic friend who had the same surgery.
0: Oh, no kidding. Okay. Oh uh, my goodness. Okay. So at this point now, we started to talk about it and you kind of stopped. Um, what What's, What's your control like at this point? Are you, you know, is it way better than it was a year ago than five years ago? Then, I mean, are you happy with it? Are there days you think, I wish I could do something different here? I guess I'm asking if you're still sort of, like, if you feel like you're battling with diabetes or if you have some sort of a a stability for yourself.
1: Lately, um, the stability is better. Lately, I've been finding... Um at night I'll run high and then I can take insulin like five times. Like it'll wake me up and I'll take insulin to bring it down and it doesn't do anything hmm. until I start. Um I just want to turn my insulin off. Hold You're fine. Do what you need to do. So I just saw my endo last week. And she's a wonderful woman. Um, oh, my goodness. I've had diabetes longer than she's been alive. But um, And I said, listen, you can see it's high. And as soon as I wake up, it's like the insulin starts working. So I don't know if that's a um, hydration problem, do you think?
0: Over So overnight, your blood sugar is going up. When does it start going up?
1: Um, sometimes. It's not all the time. But if it does... It um, I can't get it down. It will not get down until I get up and move around.
0: How how high does it go up?
1: It can go two hundred and fifty.
0: So randomly, not always, not always at the same time. Even you can jump up overnight to two hundred and fifty, and until you wake up and move around, you're having trouble moving it with insulin. There's no amount of insulin that'll break it. Like, have you you used? So you've made like big, hard swings at it and tried to move it.
1: Yes. I'll take like up to 10 units. Okay. Like not at one time. I'll get like, it'll wake me up Mm -hmm. and I'll take like two, three units. And then it'll wake me up again. And I'll look like if it's been an hour or whatever, then I'll take two more. I'll take two more and it won't come down. And the minute I get up and start moving around, I have a slight down arrow and it finally starts going down. Have you? And she, she said to me, well, get up and move in the middle of the night. Just, yeah. I, kept, I said, what?
0: Sleeping. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm supposed to, it's bad enough. I don't get sleep, you know, cause I'm up peeing all night. I'm like, I'm supposed to get up and walk around at night. And a- she kind of chuckled and said, yes.
0: Well, I have a, so my question first is how much insulin would move you from 250 to a hundred during the day? Normally.
1: Um, Two
0: three. Three units. Okay. Yes. And you're doing two and that's not touching it. So something's driving your blood sugar up. And it's not, I mean, at that late at night, it's unlikely to be food. Like you're not eating a cheeseburger and fries before you go to bed, and, right?
1: Yeah, I'm a night person. Oh,
0: maybe you, maybe it's a fat rise from late eating?
1: Um, Sometimes. Okay. But still, if I take the insulin, shouldn't it bring it down?
0: If you take it off. But, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if you ate... I mean, using it as an an, an example, I mean, you're... you're,
1: Like like a grilled cheese. Yeah. If I eat a grilled cheese.
0: So then you've got butter, right? There's butter in there. There's bread and there's fat from the cheese. So if you see a rise for a grilled cheese 90 minutes or so afterwards, then that could just be the fat from the cheese and the butter. I mean, have you ever looked at that? But
1: it's not. It's like with the GP, the GP comes into play.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So so then like, it'll be a couple hours later and I check my sugar before I go to bed and it's great. Right. 120. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go to bed.
0: So you think that's, I'm I'm sorry, I mean to speak over you, but that, so that's possible then that there are times when you're able to bolus for, it well, because the food's digesting the way you expect it to, then there's times where the gastroparesis kind of clicks in, and maybe that food's just sitting in your stomach and not digesting. And then all of a sudden, hours and hours later, you start getting the impact from the stuff. Yes. And when you make a small bolus or a bolus that you would expect to work during the day, it doesn't work at all. Right. Interesting. Have you ever just taken a like a larger bolus and said to yourself, let me make a big swing here and I'll eat something if I have to, if it goes down? like, Have you ever tried four units instead of two?
1: Um, I don't think so. I mean, that's the. I think think three was the most.
0: I mean, that's the only thing I can think is that be ready with like some fast acting carbs and Mm -hmm. take a, take a, a big swing at it and see if you can move it because it doesn't make, I mean, listen, should you be hydrated? You should be, but it sounds like you pee all night too. So it sounds like you are hydrated. Right. Right. So. I mean, my first initial thought understanding that I'm not a doctor would be that there's got to be an amount of insulin that's going to move that number.
1: Right.
0: You know, and there could be, I mean, are you uh 56? I'll try it. 56. Are you, are you, Um, d- you're not done with your period yet, right?
1: Um, I've had the Marina for, since I had my youngest.
0: Is that the yeah. ring?
1: It's the IUD. Okay. So, so you- I don't get periods and I have no idea. Like, Well, I shouldn't. I'm 56. They said, actually, I should have it taken out. And he's like, oh, you know, you shouldn't get your period after now.
0: Like, do you think you've been through um, menopause and don't know it?
1: I have no idea. I I wanted them to test me um, because I'm like, yeah, I'm not dealing with periods because they were always very, very bad for me. Mm -hmm. That was the reason I had the IUD. And um, I got enough crap going on in my life. I'm not dealing with
0: that. (laughs) Well, I mean, I wonder, is (laughs) is the plan, like, you pop it out and then see if it's over? Because if it is, then you're done with those hormones from the IUD, too, which would be nice.
1: Right. But if it's not, insurance is like, eh, you're 56. We're not paying for another
0: one. Oh, you feel like if you stop it, you might not get it back if you need it.
1: Right. So right now, it's in an extra year. And the hormones just get less he's like it's not going to hurt you staying in longer okay um, they're just less effective
0: i see what you mean so that it does have a i was gonna say a shelf life which doesn't work but but that the the iud does have a lifetime and then it and then it needs to be replaced like if you put it in when you were 20 there'd be an amount of time until you had to replace it is that right Right.
1: every five years five years right so this is my third one I got
0: when my daughter was born. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
1: All right. Well,
0: I mean, so it could be hormones, could be gastroparesis, could be fat and protein, but mostly fat uh, from the cheese and stuff like that in that example. I mean, I I don't know why there's not a bolus that wouldn't work. Have you ever tried doing like a, a temp basil on top of a bolus? Yes. That, doesn't, Absolutely. T- that yep. doesn't touch it either?
1: Nope. But I'll try. I'll try a bigger bolus. And I I'll mean, let you know. if
0: it's not moving at all and you're ended <laughs> up like kind of nickel and diamond at two units, two units, two, you're just doing that anyway. I mean, I might try four to see what happens, you know, Yeah. that's all. Even if you can get it to move, but not go all the way down, at least then you'd have the indication, wow, it did move it in a, right. se- in a scenario where it normally wouldn't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, good luck. That's uh <laughs> sucks.
1: I'll, I'll let you know. No, does, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: It is. That's like, why did you want to come on the podcast? Um,
1: because I, you haven't had people talk a lot about teen pregnancy with type one. Mm-hmm. That was like the main thing. And I think the guest, I'm just looking at my notes. Yeah. The gastroparesis. Um, I actually tried to, I tried to um, get my actual diagnosis notes, but he's dead also because he was super old. So I can't I mean and I hear there's like Iron Mountain and this is where the old records go. Well, no. Temple says, Oh no, we we just we get rid of those after ten years.
0: They destroy the records after ten years.
1: Yes, they're destroyed.
0: Well, so what did you want to talk about 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 the team pregnancy? Like what was the what sticks with you that
1: But that was the thing, like how she had the nerve damage? With the nerve damage, so she had to be. I had to be induced three weeks, mm-hmm. which was a big deal back then. Now they're like, "Oh, thirty-seven weaker—that's full term. That's okay." I don't know. It, it's my my second girl was a twelve-week preemie, so she was a twenty-eight weaker.
0: Do you know what your like? What was your control like during that pregnancy? Because that wasn't as long ago, so you were probably using fast-acting insulin at that point, at the very least. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't
1: pumping. Although my doctor at Temple, I didn't, I didn't have her at Temple, but I didn't like that doctor. She walked in, she didn't really talk to me, and she said to the assistant, "Oh yeah, we'll order her a pump and whatever," and left. And I said, "I, I don't want to pump." Mm. Like that's another thing with pumping. I was like a beach bunny because, like I told you before, I was always down AC. We grew up going down AC as a family. And um, it's only like an hour half hour away from my old house. Right. And um, so I misunderstood about pumps. I thought it was surgically implanted.
0: I'm oh, not kidding. You thought they were going to cut you yeah. open and put it in?
1: Not like the actual pump, but like the port. I thought the port was implant, like implanted. Okay. So I was terribly...
0: Uh, ignorant about that got it um, so they so
1: sent you, me a pump and it sat in my <laughs> in my room for months until they were like yo we're paying for this pump you need to either use it or send it back And so i sent it back
0: you said you didn't even even it did you send it back thinking you were sending it back because you didn't want to have it implanted or did you yeah. realize you, you never realized that that the rest
1: I never it. really checked it out. I was like, nope, I'm not doing this. And the reason I got the Medtronic, this is crazy. I I visited a friend um, who had the Medtronic, and this is all it took. He showed it to me, and he said, oh, this is what I do, and I put my carbs in, and I put my sugar in, and then it gives me, you know, and yeah. here it is, and then I moved this around. And I was like, What? So I went home and ordered it online myself.
0: <laughs> you say, where did you, where is it surgically implanted? Is that the moment right, when you right, recognized right. it wasn't? Yes. Yeah. How long was it between when you sent that first one back and when you recognized that that wasn't the case?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, Years? Why well, had, yeah, I just had my daughter, my daughter, when they sent it, they sent it when I was pregnant with her mm-hmm. and I got my Medtronic when she was in fifth grade. I mean, not fifth grade, I'm sorry, kindergarten. Wow. So probably like five, five, five years. years. But, wow! But that's all that's all it took. I mean, it was ignorance,
0: you know. It's not even ignorance. It's just that it's just. I mean, somebody, you you were too young to probably say out loud what you were wondering. Like as yeah. an as an adult, you would if you had that moment as an adult, you would say, "Hey, I mean, I appreciate this, but I don't want to have something surgically implanted." And the person would say, "Well, it's not surgically implanted," and then that would have been the end of it. But when you're a kid, you don't speak up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And your life was probably pretty tumultuous by then, anyway. I mean, your mom. I mean, you're basically, I mean, you're reliving your mom's life at that point as far as kids are going. So, how did she handle that with you? Was she disappointed or was she supportive?
1: About the baby? Yeah. She was sad for me.
0: Okay. Does that make you sad then to realize that? Because, I mean, honestly. Right. What your mom is saying is in any, not your mom, but anybody in that situation. If, if I have a baby when I'm 16 and then my baby has a baby when it's 16, and I turn to it and go, oh gosh, I'm so sad for you. What I'm saying is, I don't enjoy having kids and you're not either. And I'm saying that about you and to you at the same time. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was that she didn't get to live her life.
0: But do you think that was, do you think she thought that was your fault?
1: Oh, no. no. She had me later. I was the one that was planned.
0: The other ones then. For it's honest. the first three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean... Yeah. The, but the-
1: <laughs> she was like 26 or 27 by the time she had me.
0: Do you think yeah. she thought that of the older ones, though? Like, these kids ruined my life?
1: Um. Yeah, I think she was more angry with her mother for finding out that there was birth control out there, but... Her mother did not tell her about it.
0: Didn't want to give it to her. Nope. How? So how is your mom alive?
1: No, no. My mom died in August. I did tell you that. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Now, remember yeah, with yeah. the Dexcom thing going down and all that crap. Yeah, I
0: do. Oh, I'm so sorry. But how old was she when she passed? 82. She had cancer, right?
1: Um, she beat the cancer. Right. She died from everything else. She had. Um, she basically couldn't breathe because of her heart.
0: Okay. She don't, she have like congestive heart failure.
1: Yes. Was and she- her heart only functioned at 20%. Mm-hmm. And she also had stage four kidney disease that she was, she was staying off of dialysis. So she was like on the cusp. Right. But she had said to me, I won't do dialysis.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, did she, was she a smoker?
1: Um. Until she got sick. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Six to five years. Yes that's a hell of she true. got sick april 1st 2017 is when i started taking care of her
0: mm-hmm. so my initially my question was going to be she's mad at her mother for not telling her about birth control how old was your mom when your mom was 16 like what year was that do you think
1: oh goodness she was born in 1939 she had her daughter 55. she had my sister when she was 15 she was 15
0: yeah
1: okay. um that's like yeah
0: that's like 54 like 1954, right? Oh,
1: my sister, yeah, my sister was born in '55.
0: Okay. Um, oh, yeah, I bet you nobody talked about anything at that point. No, right? Interesting. Were they, were yeah. your, was your mom a Philly girl too? Were they, did, did your family? Philly, fam- Philly yeah. family. Yep. Yeah. Born and bred. Yep. Oh, that's something. Well, I finally
1: got out to the burbs, but you
0: know. <laughs> well, uh, I do know what you mean about the, um, I mean, my mom just finished her chemo recently. Um, She got six rounds of chemo. She's still getting an infusion of something. Actually, I know what it's called. I can find it here. But it's not the chemotherapy anymore. It is... Where is that at? Avastin? Wow. She told me. I wonder what that is. She just texted it to me last night.
1: Is that an infusion?
0: Yeah, it gets infused. um, A drug used to treat wet age-related macular degeneration... To treat diabetic eye disease. I wonder how hmm. it's used for this. She also could be wrong. My mom, some my mom says the wrong drug name sometimes. Her nurse tells me all the time. She's like, she said she has this, but she doesn't. It's this. And then they laugh. And I'm like, mm-hmm. my mom laughs. She's like, I can never remember. But now yeah. she
1: don't, because she's not that old. Right? She's
0: 79.
1: Right.
0: She had uh, I would say that back in October. Before we understood what was happening, I thought she was dead. Like, I looked at her, and I was like, something, she's, this is it. And then she ended up having a full hysterectomy to remove, among other things, an ovary that had a tumor on it the size of, like, a softball. Um, And then they found it had metastasized and gone to her uterus as well, and it jumped out to her um, omentum, I believe I'm saying that right, Mm -hmm. it's kind of the lining inside of your body. Um, Mm -hmm. They cleaned all that out. They fixed the hernia while they were in there. And then the next day I'm talking to her on the phone and she's like, I'm doing good. And I was like, how's the pain? She goes, no pain really. And I said, Oh, they got you on the good pain meds, mom. She goes, no, I'm taking Tylenol and ibuprofen. (laughs) and I was like, (laughs) no, swear to God, she didn't take anything but Tylenol and ibuprofen after the surgery. (laughs) Wow. A different error. My mom. And so, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, she uh, convalesced two days in the hospital they sent her to the place where she's living now. She did uh, physical therapy for a little bit, kind of recoup- like just rebounded from the from the surgery for maybe three, or four weeks. Started on chemotherapy. She did six rounds of that, um, and that's you know she's starting to. She's hoping her hair is going to come back soon. She's not the same person she was six months ago,
1: Mm-mm.
0: and it's um, I mean it, it feels like it aged her a decade in like a half a year. But she's okay, and you know, living her life and it's it's kind of crazy, yeah. honestly. so
1: it's sad when they're not the same people. like I took care of my mom, she lived with me the last three years of her life right. and you
0: know yeah. it's it's different. No, it definitely is. I mean it's I mean being alive is better than not being alive I, I'm certain, but I, I will I will have I to don't say. Know. You don't know. <laughs> I guess <it'd> be- <laughs> not towards the end. My I- mom
1: was like, oh, "I'm ready to go." I'm this is it. Go. <laughs> Let's you know, go. She was, I mean, and like I said to my friend recently, I was like, "I look at my mom." Because even though she was in the next room, I would be watching TV in the living room. She had to. She basically lived in her room.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, she had a hard time making it out to the kitchen. Um, she forced herself to get into that pool one time, uh, two years ago. Thank goodness. Um, because that was the only time she made it yeah um but her texts, like you know our text back and forth would be fine but the last text for the last couple months not
0: good it makes sense I know my my son's graduating from college this um this weekend and my mom can't make it to that and no. you know and I know it it, it is it sucks because I do I do wish everybody wishes she could come and uh, it's just not it's a few hours away and it's just too much, you know, yeah. Just even the traveling and then being outside and moving around. It's just not going to, it's not going to work. So it's, uh, I, I, you know, you're not wrong. Like it's different. I, two years ago, my mom could have just come to my son's graduation. It wouldn't have been a big deal. Right. Yeah. yeah and, it
1: gets to be where even the car rides are too, too much for them.
0: Yeah. She's thinking of moving and just the, and, and she's thinking of moving pretty far. And, oh. and, uh, to, to live near my other brother mm-hmm. and even just the idea of how to transport her that far is, it's a bit of a problem. Like I, well, we're not hundred percent sure how to handle it. You know, like I joked with her one day. I said, "I we'll put you in a trailer with some hay. We'll just tow you there. <laughs> oh She's, she said, I'm not doing that. I was like, all right. I was like, it's viable. It would work, you know? Uh, but, but you know, how far
1: of a ride is it? Where's he at? Minnesota or something like, like that. Right? It's gonna like Wisconsin.
0: 30, it's going to be like, it's going to be like 13 hours. So oh. it's going to be a long ride. And I don't think putting her on a plane is going to work. So, yeah. you know, we're probably I was thinking
1: gonna, ambulance, but not for 13 hours. Uh,
0: so. We're probably just going to take, you know, probably drive and drive and stop and drive. And it's, it's going to take longer than it should is all. So, yeah. Um. but anyway, uh, what else? Let's see. What do you use now? You have uh, Omnipod? Yes. Dexcom? Yes. Excellent. Are you going to get an algorithm? Do you use loop? What do you do?
1: I don't use it. Listen. I got brain five. I can't even, you know, think in the name of a toaster, let alone, you know, <laughs> looping. I can't. <laughs> I'm not doing that. You're not doing my that? Not, my older girl's in IT tech, but yeah, I wouldn't put her through that. Would you? Yeah, so I'm waiting. So I'm a little bit jealous that I see you have the five. And I'm like, oh. you should have sent it to the people that aren't looping first. That's not right. Wow. I mean, first I thought they would have sent it to you first.
0: Well, they didn't send I, it to I, me. I I I got it the way everybody else gets it. So I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they
1: should have sent it to you first. Come
0: on. <laughs> well, they should have sent it to me first. There should be a <laughs> special page in the book where I get it. I hear what you're saying. Arden exactly. And, uh, but that's not what happened. Um, no, we just I went right through my insurance and got it through US Med and did it the same way everybody else does it. It's just I just got lucky and my insurance covers it. But yeah. I can so I'll tell you this story, but you have to you have to agree not to tell anybody in the whole world. It's just between you and I, because your recording is not going to come out for months. Okay. So, I know. So I need this to work in the timeline of, of what's happening. Do, okay. do, if we agree, I will continue. Um,
1: I, I, what do I do? This? Yeah. Not you just this? cross your heart and hold your
0: hand up or something like that. You say, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth. Um, so Arden's prom is this weekend and she has this little clutch. She's already upset that her phone won't fit in very well. And so um thing comes yesterday, Omnipod Five's here, we get it all set. Like, you know, I go online, I do the, the, the training, we're all ready to go. And she's like, let me get a shower, then we'll put that on. And I was like, okay, great. And she just, she comes downstairs, like, you know, just herself, sits down next to me, I pull it out of the box, I put the PDM down next to it, and she goes, no. And I went, what? She goes, nope. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? She goes, I got to carry that with me? And I, and I said, "Yeah." She goes, "Nope, I'm I'm out," just like that. She's like, "I'm not doing this." And so I'm like, "Wait, wait, what's wrong?" She goes, "I don't want to carry something else." And um, and I said, "Well, Arden, listen. Here's the situation we're in right now. Right now, you loop with arrows pods. You have the orange link that connects the phone to the CGM to the out, you know, to the pump and all this stuff." And I said, too frequently you can wander away from the the orange link, which happens to people all the time. It's That's not, what
1: I was thinking. Doesn't yeah. she have to carry that also? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I said, so I said, not going to be good you going off to college with a thing that if you wander away from it, it's just not going to work. I said on top of that, you know, Omnipod 5 is, it's a retail system, right? Like it's just going to come out of the box. It's going to work. You don't need to own a computer to build an app and all this stuff. And I said, and in a perfect scenario, we want Omnipod 5 to work for you so that you can go to college with it. I said, so we are going to do this. And um, hopefully they'll come out with the iOS, the Apple app for this soon. Because it came out with an app for Android. It just isn't for Apple yet. And Arden has an iPhone. I said, if it's that big of a deal, I can get you an Android phone tomorrow. And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. She's like, I don't want to. I was like, I know. I was t- I, uh, that I teased her about. And she wasn't switching phones. I said, so what I need is two months with this Omnipod 5 so I can completely understand it. And we can make a decision about whether or not this is right for you. And I said, and you're leaving for school in September. It's May now. You know, it's the, it's the middle of May. I got the middle of June, middle of July. Then you're leaving a month and a half later. I was like, this is when we're doing this. You know, I said, I don't know that two months from now we might not say, okay, well, we're not going to do that. I said, and if that's the case, then we'll probably go back to looping. But with the dash pods, which is something that's under development in the do-it-yourself world um, and should be ready to go in a few months. I said, but we'll have options at that point. And we need options and we need to understand our options. We can't just a week before you're going to school say, Oh, throw the Omnipod five on now. Like right. that, that's not what we're doing. So my wife said, I I will talk to her. And I was like, okay, um, you know, I, it's going to be fine. It just, let it was, I think it was the prom and the, in the space in her clutch, threw her off and and I'm and being fair. She doesn't want to carry something new, uh, yeah. something else. Um, I can't blame her. I wish it would have come out with an iOS app at the same time as well. Um, but, you know, summer's coming. She won't care about carrying it, I don't think, once we get past the prom. So I'm still very hopeful. I'm being 100% honest. I want Omnipod 5 to be the answer for her. I think it would be great for you, honestly.
1: Oh, yeah. my is working on it. Yeah. And she actually said, she's like, you should get it. I don't know what she's. I don't know why she thinks I would get it soon. She said, "If you don't hear from me by the end of May, call me the first week of June, mm-hmm. because I want you to be on it for a few months before we get your new data."
0: Yeah, I'm, before my
1: next appointment.
0: Jenny and I have been talking privately for like the last day and a half, like just texting about it back and forth. And um, it's going to be it's very settings oriented. So is Loop, by the way. If your settings are wrong on Loop, Loop doesn't work. It just doesn't. Right. And same thing with this and same thing with all these algorithms. You're going to have to have your settings right or these things aren't going to work. And, you know, we were just Jenny and I were talking an hour and a half ago and I said such an exciting time. Like we're learning about this new system. We're going to be able to help people with it in the future. I'm really excited by it. I don't know if Omnipod 5 is going to replace Loop for people who are. Like big time managers of their diabetes, you know what I mean? Who are who are like rolling along with a five three A one C like it's nothing. Like I don't I don't know that any out of the box algorithm is going to be good for those people, but for the masses, for most people, it's going to be an I think an outstanding improvement, life changer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just super excited for everybody. Um, Yeah,
1: My, my endo didn't even want me to go on the pod a few years ago because she wanted me to go. That's when that um control IQ. Yes, yeah. she wanted me to, she uh, she was adamant, and I said, listen, I'm about to hang myself with this tubing. <laughs> I am not doing tubing anymore. So she, you know, she's, I'm not going to let her dictate what I'm going to use, you right, know? Right, And I feel bad for the people that get pushed around.
0: That happens a lot, I think, honestly. I think doctors have preferences on pumps, and they push them on on their patients. I think that happens a lot. And most people don't have the, the nerve to say no or push back or,
1: the, so. or they don't know. Yeah. I, ha- I, I want to tell you about my girlfriend. This is another thing. Yeah. Um, I have a girl that she's my age. I've known her since second grade and um, she had skin cancer and the immunotherapy attacked her beta cells. So oh now God. she's one.
0: Now she's insulin dependent now.
1: Yes. Wow. So this has been for three years so I'm like, well, you're lucky that you know me. You know, so I've been yeah. trying to lead her, you know, and, and teach her. And I went to the <laughs> I went to this one appointment with her when we were talking about the pot. And I'm talking to the, the, you know, the nurse practitioner, which I, I'm sorry, I don't deal with nurse practitioners. I have an endo. I'm just whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm fussy that way. And she says, you know, she's trying to tell her some BS and I'm telling her right back, this is how it is. And she goes like, I have my pod here. I know it's here right now. On
0: your
1: arm. But, yeah. I always wear them where they're visible. Cause that's how you find others. And <laughs> I look and she looked at me and she looked at my pod and she knew she wasn't getting over on me. And I'm like, no, this, this and this, and like what you're saying is wrong. And she's going to get the pod and that's just the way it is. And, uh, yeah, she didn't like that very much.
0: <laughs> How many people do you think you've helped with their diabetes?
1: Um I I try. I mean, I used I used to actually take care of my mom's type 2. She was insulin dependent and I got her the Dexcom which made my life a lot easier. Um yeah. So a few, I hope. I you know, I tell everyone whether they listen or not. <laughs> you know, I'm like, come on, you got to listen to the juice box. Like it's going, it's going to help you. What do you, and God, I'm sorry. My one friend was here one day. I'm going to call them out. Jim and Drew, not that they'll listen, but they tease. They're the ones that tease me and Amy and cross the, you know, juice box posse. <laughs> um, they're like, we swear you're getting paid for, you know, all this app for t- talking about them all the time. <laughs> but it was, it was funny. Drew was here one day and I said, something about the juice, but I'm like, listen, and she listens to this episode, and he's like, listen, does he have type 1? Because he's very high strong." He says, does he have type 1? And I said, no, he manages his daughter's type 1. I ain't listening to anybody that doesn't have type 1. And my daughter, my 70-year-old, who she thinks very quickly, and she turned around, she says, oh, so your endos a type 1? <laughs> and that just shut him right down. It's a... Do you, th- you don't want to help. Yeah.
0: I to- yeah. I was going to say, do you think it's just an excuse? Yes. Right. I mean, this person you're talking about, I'm not trying to out somebody, but like, I mean, are they walking around with a 5.8 a A1C and don't go over 180 after a meal and stuff like that? No. No.
1: I used to, I used to follow him. Yeah. We used to follow each other. And then he's like, yeah, you're getting your privilege taken away. Because well, so- I would be like, dude, that, you know, that you got to stop the arrows. No, nope, you don't
0: want to hear it. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I was going to say is that I think it's just not everybody's interested in in helping themselves, honestly. I mean, because mm-hmm. what's it matter if it's, first of all, if it's me or if it's somebody else, now what's it matter if they have type one or they don't, if they know what they're talking about, then great. You need help. Maybe you don't know what to do. That person does know what to do. So who, you know, that's, I don't know what that is, you know, if it's ego or if it's um, pride maybe or something, yeah. but I, I think you're going to, I think you're going to find that a lot. And I do, I do also believe that that's part of the reason why you have to reach people earlier so that they don't get so set into this. There's no, because I I guarantee you what he really thinks is this can't be better than this. I'm working very hard. If it was, if it was possible for this to be better, it would be better. And so I know this is the best I can expect, which isn't true and is a shame, but I understand why people think that way.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you can't help everybody. Which is is a is a terrible thought, but it is true. Um, so it's just it's nice you try to do your best and you reach the people you can reach and the ones you can't. I mean, it's they're still adults, right? They can decide for themselves. Yes. And he's right. I don't have diabetes. I don't know what that means, but he's one hundred percent right. Lucky you. <laughs> yeah, lucky yeah. me. Yeah, I should knock <laughs> on something, right? Have, yes. It would make a bound.
1: It, it just amazes me the people in the group that oh, mm, that find the juice box like. While they're at the hospital, you know, and their kids in intensive care, I'm like, oh my God, these kids have such a wonderful chance with their diabetes. I mean, it's amazing to me. See, that's a lot. You figure this is another thing. I had my daughter um, in November. So I had diabetes for whatever since March. Mm -hmm. Um, And I moved out a week after I turned 17. With type one, with a baby.
0: Wow, Jeez. my
1: mom. My mom was petrified. So i basically, you know, taking care of myself the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what you just said about like people now finding the like finding the podcast in the hospital, I hear stories all the time. Like my kid was diagnosed on Tuesday, and Tuesday night while they were sleeping, I was listening to a podcast. Yes, yeah. But that I what you said in there, I thought was really thoughtful. It was about the. It was about hope and possibility. Like you said, like, these people have a chance. Like, it. it it's not, everybody's not going to come out of this okay. You right. know what I mean? And for some people, it's going to go okay. For some people, it's going to go great. For some people, it's going to be up and down. For some people, it's going to go terribly. Some people are going to have horrible, you know, complications. Um, and anywhere in between those things. There's no guarantee of which person you get to be in that situation. So the sooner you understand and the sooner you work towards putting things into play that are going to help you with your health, the better. To me, it's the sooner the better. you you know, Because you lose too many people to that feeling of like, well, I'm trying very hard and this is as good as it is, so this must be what it is. And just oftentimes isn't the case. So, yeah, I I like the idea – that at least people have a chance. And the better the chance they have, that the happier it makes me. So Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel bad for the parents sometimes though that they're like, I feel like they're constantly like watching these numbers and feeling like they're not doing well.
0: Yeah. Some um, people can get overwhelmed by it. That's yeah. that's for certain. But yeah. the truth is, I mean, I'd rather if I'm being honest, I'd rather them be overwhelmed by trying than overwhelmed by it just happening to them and failure. cap yeah. Because you're going to get overwhelmed one way or the other. You might as well be overwhelmed going for it. You know what I mean? Um But they do have to. I mean, if any of them are listening, at some point you've got to find a balance. you got to find a way to try hard, to care, and not make yourself mental. Because there's no win in that at all. Seriously.
1: One thing you said to me that, that helped, because I do... People think I'm nuts. I do... Watch my number constantly.
0: Does it help you? Um,
1: No. I mean, it helps me with my sugar. (laughs) Mentally, it does not help me. I hate diabetes. I hate everything about it. People that say, oh, diabetes is fine, and diabetes made me who I am today, and I'm a healthier person, and and I just... Yeah, I don't feel that. Yeah, I, feel pro- like I I was always I was always as sickly. Actually, I, I didn't start out with the first three years of my life. I threw up every single thing that went into my mouth. I was very sickly child. I was sickly strep throats. My whole I missed so much school. So I've been sick my whole life and mm-hmm. I'm tired.
0: Yeah, no. Well, well, then why do you not? So listen, you didn't answer me earlier. So if you don't want to, you don't have to. But what's okay. your what's your A1C?
1: Oh, my A1C is 6.5.
0: 6.5. Okay. Yeah. And and I keep
1: it in the six mid sixes.
0: That's love. It's really good. But why are you having to stare?
1: I one thing you said to me, which it made sense. You were like, listen, you have your alert set. You don't need to look at it. It'll right. alert and tell you. So I'm like, okay, let me do that. Let me not have my phone on with my number showing while I'm driving. Yeah. I mean, this is how bad I was. So I'm like, okay, look. But then it aggravates me. Okay, the alert I have it set um, eighty to one thirty. Mm-hmm. The eighty is because of my gastroparesis, because You're I afraid. need to have time to catch it. Yeah. But okay, say okay, it goes off and it's one thirty diagonal up, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I could have stopped that arrow. If I had seen that sooner. Oh no. That's what was pissing me off. So ah. I'm like, okay, Scott says, don't look at it. So that's helped. That has helped.
0: Good. But I think you're just torturing yourself.
1: I am torturing myself. Yeah,
0: yeah. You just you're no matter what happens, you're gonna find a reason why that shouldn't have been what you did. Yeah. Yeah. That's not something I can help you with. That you could get a therapist for maybe. <laughs> well,
1: I, I, I haven't got with my therapist, I haven't gotten in, into my type one too much. lately. yeah. But, um, but you know what I mean? Well,
0: forget type one, just how come you want to punish yourself is the yeah. is the is a good question, right? Because, because 130 is not a bad blood sugar, and right. it's it's all mindset. Like you're looking at it and you're thinking, Oh, see, if I would have seen this an hour ago, this wouldn't have happened. When you could just be saying, I'm so glad I set my alarm at 1.30 so I can address this and put it right back to where I need it to. It's all just how you proceed after you see the number. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: well, that's one thing I also... T- like, you have a very healthy mind. I hear a lot of people on the podcast, some have very healthy minds. You could tell the difference between the people. You yeah, definitely can. I know. I, I do not. And I know I do. Mental health problems run in my family. And the bipolar... I forgot to bring up the bipolar, yes, and for, depression for you. Yes, B-
0: bipolar depression for you as well.
1: Since I was seventeen, yes. Okay. So it's been oh, it's been it, a, it's been a rough road.
0: Is that where the sex came in, young? Isn't that a isn't that a side effect of like bipolar depression too? Like act like I don't want to call it acting out sexually, but isn't that one of them like sexual like early sexual? I think, uh, I
1: think that was more trying to, um, because my dad wasn't around that much. I mean, he lived with us, but the dynamic at home, my parents weren't really together. I think like the, I don't know. Per- they say, like girls that don't have good relationships with their fathers, then they seek it with guys and they have sex. That's why. Yes. I became sexually active at 14, so even before, even before.
0: So it's not like because it says here, in a person with bipolar disorder, they may also lead to hyposexuality, which is, oh, low or nearly non-existent sex drive. Hyposexuality may experience symptoms such as, what about hyper? Oh, here you go. Hypersexuality or an increased sex drive can be a sign of manic episodes. Ah.
1: Uh, yeah, hmm. I've been through that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've yes. been through that, <laughs>
0: So
1: we want to talk about when I ran the escort service, okay um, yeah.
0: I don't think you should say stuff like that out loud, no, yeah. um yeah. okay, uh, well, because I mean that could and I wondered now that I'm asking, did your mom have bipolar or no, no, was she depressed
1: depre- um. Mental health issues run in my family, like my uncle's schizophrenic. Uh-huh. Um, to the point where he was he was really, really bad. And um he's managing now. He's he's you know, elderly now. He's the only one left out of the siblings. He's in his 70s. Um but um what was it? Oh, and my sister, see I have three sisters and we don't none of us speak, um, but the one it's paranoid paranoia very bad mm-hmm. and bad mental health Real, like yeah uh, yeah bad
0: i understand i think that's all in some way related to inflammation i don't know anything but i always feel
1: inflammation like that. so that's what they were talking about this type three did i hear that on the juice box yeah you
0: probably did with yeah, the, yeah, with
1: the alzheimer's and mm-hmm. the type three yeah, yeah. Just
0: yeah
1: i'm like no no type threes are the people that our family of type 2, that's, t- type 1.
0: That's a colloquialism. That's what we
1: always called type 3s. Yeah. Now they're like, oh, type 3 is Alzheimer's. Yeah.
0: That's a colloquialism, not a scientific distinction, but I understand what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I hear you. All right. Well, Blue, we've done a lot here today. Do you think we have gone over everything? Are you looking at your list? Have we covered what you I want am. to think <laughs> about? <laughs> I see you looking away.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. So I feel that before I was on a pump mainly before the cgm for 28 years i was mdi and i'm kind of glad i had that time to enjoy where diabetes wasn't right in my face because i feel like now it's like right in my face
0: do you think that you would have preferred that over being diagnosed today and going right on technology that probably would have stabilized things better where um, is this just based on the the reality of what your life was and where you're trying to find some kind of happiness and and, and good news in it?
1: Yeah, I think it's the second part. Yeah. I'm also very jealous of the people who are diagnosed later in life
0: because they got to live without it for a while.
1: Yes, and they got to do things. They got to have their kids. They got to go to college. They got to go drinking without what you know. Like I have a lot of anxiety over
0: getting alone. You know,
1: anything going to carnivals, going to concerts, like any any kind of outing, I immediately panic just thinking, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. But one thing I wanted to bring up, um, I was trying to find the medical, I can't get any medical notes, but this is like strange. Back in 1988, I would say 88, 89. <clears throat> I think it was 88. So you figure I'm a type one for six years by then i take a ride down the shore um with my dad for, for the day and uh i end up stopping by my friend's summer house down wildwood and they're like oh you could spend the night i'm like oh, okay dad can i spend the night you know i'll get right back with them tomorrow and i had nothing with me
0: but insulin nothing. anything at all yeah
1: or tester no insulin, nothing. I, I don't know what I was. Th- I guess I wasn't thinking like, I don't know. Right. Was I that far removed from it? But we, I mean, I was so bad and I had to be in DKA. I had, I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. I had to be in DKA because um, we were out on the boat and I was actually putting my hand in the water and like trying to wet my mouth. Okay. With the salt water. So So what, what they did was they took me to the hospital. I said, I have to go to the hospital and they, um, they gave me insulin and I said, well, I got, (laughs) I got what I came for. I needed the insulin to bring my sugar down. So now I want to leave. Mm -hmm. And I left and they said, we really, I like, I don't remember hearing, this was a long time ago, hearing like DKA or stuff like that, but. I left. I said I got what I get. I needed insulin. You gave me insulin, and now I'm leaving. I'm signing myself out, and that's what I did. And I really tried to get those notes because I was very curious to see what they said. How
0: they talked about you, like in the notes? Yeah, would have been. Yeah,
1: or to see what my sugar was, or mm-hmm. any, you know.
0: Yeah. No. Would have I've been never
1: been in DKA, aside from maybe that time that I know. Like I've never been in DKA.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Well, Definitely. it's a whole different world. I mean, just being diagnosed, I mean, 40 years ago, it's just, it's completely different. I mean, you describe a thing that people who are diagnosed today don't even recognize, honestly, besides from the word insulin and diabetes, there's nothing similar to, to how you had diabetes and how somebody who's 16 today and gets it, will have it.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's really kind of a, it's kind of amazing to be alive in a time to see something progress so drastically and inside of a lifetime. You know, and I think it's possible that in the next 10 years, you're going to see a leap bigger than that just with these algorithms. I mean, and if they could get some of these insulins to work a little more quickly, um, you know, we've tried Fiaspa's terrific. But whatever that is that they put in it, that makes it it burns Arden a little bit so she can't use it.
1: Um, But
0: such a big deal. Just the insulin working more quickly. Does it
1: work that much faster?
0: It just helps with not having to pre-bolus as long. Oh,
1: such a, okay. It's See, such I don't big, pre-bolus. Yeah, you don't have, well, in you're in a PT. different
0: situation. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I just do normally 50-50. Right. Over like a half hour. That's or so.
0: another reason why the algorithm is going to work well for you, because you're not worried about pre-bolusing.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, because that's going to be still, I mean, my guess is, I haven't used it yet, obviously, but based on what I know about Loop and what I'm hearing about Omnipod 5 from people who've just gotten it just a week before I have it, uh, for Arden, I, I think pre is still going to be a big deal, you know? So even if your insulin worked more quickly, again, that's another big leap for people. Like, you know, it, that's suddenly meal spikes not going as high as they used to. I mean, that that's yeah. a, that's a big piece of it.
1: Yeah. You know? um, right. It makes me angry that they still tell people there's going to be a diagnosis in five years. People that are just being diagnosed. I mean, I think that's mean.
0: You think they're still telling people there's gonna be a cure in five years?
1: Yes. Really? God, yes.
0: That would be stupid. Um, but it's also an indication of turnover in it's turnover in marketplace, right? Like doctors and nurses and healthcare providers, new people come in, new people come in, they hear the same stories, and they just recant, they just they just regurgitate them. Yeah, you know, like, oh, I heard in five years it's gonna be so or maybe they even heard, oh, I heard in five years that there'll be an algorithm that will, you know, you won't even have to tell it that you that you ate. Um, and yeah. that, and that, you know what I mean? Like, and then they just misrepresent what they've heard. Right. And, you know, right. I mean, people talking about, um, I forget one of the algorithms right now, ILET or something like that. Like, you know, yes. I'm, seeing, yeah. I'm seeing a push in, you know, when you see the other side of diabetes, you kind of see it like I'm seeing a push in them wanting to be on, like they're getting the word out again, which must mean they're getting ready to do something or say something or whatever. But I, I go back like I've been hearing about this for ten years. You, you, you know what I mean? Like a fair It takes however long it takes, and I'm grateful someone's doing it. But someone hear, hears about it ten years ago, and they talk about it the same exact way as they'll talk about it when they hear about it today. And nobody yeah. knows what they're talking about. And I don't know if people are running around promising cures or if they're just saying half baked stuff that they heard somewhere. You know? So
1: that's another thing that make, like the thing that makes me angry about. Type one is that, or people saying stuff like, and I said this to my girlfriend the other day. I don't know about myeloma. Myeloma, is that how you say it? Myeloma. Myeloma.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so I'm not going to say things that I think I know about it. But well, people do that, that's what they do about diabetes. Okay. You wouldn't they roll into that,
0: <laughs> you wouldn't roll into the food court and you'd be like, "Want to hear my loose understanding of your cancer?" Yeah, yes, yeah, like, right, right.
1: You know, if people would just like like the episode that you have with the nurse mm-hmm. was, you know, sure opened her eyes, didn't it?
0: <laughs> everybody gets the everybody learns. Um, in the, as long as they're still learning, I mean, not not everyone's going to understand everything from day one. It's just what it is, right? Um, where you, where it becomes dangerous is when people are people and they, they hear enough of something that they think they understand it. And then they start talking no. and, you know, and you, you gotta yeah, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. And you're talking about people's lives. It's yeah. it, 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 your points. Well, taken. You, you, no one would run around talking about, oh, you know what? I heard about your cancer. If somebody heard that, if somebody heard you had multiple myeloma and i heard the words multiple myeloma in a radio ad i certainly wouldn't start regurgitating what i what i had heard out loud but nobody has any trouble for the most part yeah talking about diabetes when they when they don't know what they're talking about that's for certain all right blue this has been delightful thank you very much for doing this with me i really appreciate i have the strong feeling we could just keep chatting and i have uh I'm looking at my calendar and I got to make it to my next thing. So I have to say goodbye. Um, okay. But I really do appreciate you doing this with me. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. First, I'd like to thank Blue for coming on the show and sharing her story. She's just one of my favorites. And uh, I want to thank Dexcom as well. Dexcom.com forward slash juice Get your Dexcom G6 right now. Find out about the G7. Let's get going. Omnipod? How about the Omnipod 5? Omnipod.com forward slash juicebox or the Omnipod Dash. Both at my link. And of course, US Med. Get your diabetes supplies the way my daughter does from US Med. USmed.com forward slash juicebox or call 888 721 1514. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another year of the Juicebox Podcast. Just a few more episodes left in 2022, and then the ninth year, the ninth season of the Juicebox Podcast begins on January 2nd, 2023, and we're going to come out of the gate swinging. You understand? I've got Kate on the show. Kate is a quadriplegic who has type 1 diabetes, listening to her story of how she handles her life is its just astonishing. Steven's going to be on the show. Steven's had type 1 diabetes for a very long time. Very smart guy. Really love talking with him about type 1. We're also going to do uh, a beautiful young lady, 13 years old, who's managing her diabetes so, so astonishingly well. She just came on the show and recorded with me recently. I had such a great time with her. I told her I was going to start the season out with her. Jenny and I are going to do a three- series, a three episode series about the math of diabetes, how to set up your insulin to carb ratio, your insulin sensitivity factor and your and your basil. sorry it's really late at night here. It's just after Christmas and I I don't have it all I'm uh, you know what I mean I'm tired. Anyway, I've got big things planned for the podcast for 2023. I really appreciate all the support you guys have given me so far. You know, when I tell you there's another season of the podcast, I mean, it's a lot. I do. I think we delivered Spotify sent the little notification. I can find it here for you. You don't care. Are you still listening? Doesn't matter. Um, I got this from Spotify. It says you created 12,182 minutes of new content in 2022. And this was I got this a couple of weeks ago from them. Anyway, it goes on to say that is more than 99% of other creators in the health and fitness category. It's pretty awesome. They also told me that, uh, let's see, you're in the top 15% of most followed podcasts. So let me thank you for that. It also says here, your podcast was in the top 15% most shared globally. Astonishing. That's you guys too. Thank you very much. Uh, What else did they tell me? Hold on. I have to look at a different screen. Sorry. Sorry. I'm probably looking away from the microphone. Uh, I think this is it, really. You know, just that amazing stuff about you guys in the podcast. We're not going to quite make it, but it's okay. I don't mind. Um, record-setting year for the podcast. Last year, let me just tell you. I don't usually tell you guys this stuff, but you caught me late at night, and I'm, uh, I'm a little giddy. Let me go back here to January 2021 on the 1st, and then I'll go to the end, which would be December 31st of 2001, and I will tell it, I want to know how many downloads there were in that time frame. It's telling me right now uh, the number is populating. In 2022, the podcast got 2,157,162 downloads or streams combined. That's astonishing. Makes the podcast very, very popular. And me very, very grateful. I I can't I, I have to be honest with you. At the end of two thousand and twenty one, I was like, I cannot believe this many people listen to the podcast. Um this year, going back to my little my this machine here, two thousand twenty two, January first, so to today, which is the twenty seventh of uh December. I can't give you the entire there's still four days left, but 2022 up to the 27th, 4,886,470 downloads or streams. And I say this once in a while throughout the year, but it just begs repeating. Podcasts don't grow because of marketing, because of social media from me. It grows when people share it 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 grows when you share it on your social media or when you tell somebody about the podcast or share it with your doctor or a friend or someone you bumped into at Costco that's how the podcast grows and so this amazing growth it's it's you guys and it's um it's not something I can properly say thank you for I'm trying but I um I haven't found a way yet to say that I can't believe for instance that your podcast was in the top 15% most shared globally. Like that's straight from Spotify. And you guys don't even really listen through Spotify. Most of the listeners are listening in Apple podcasts. So anyway, if you're not subscribed right now, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app, your favorite audio app, like Amazon music, Spotify, Apple podcasts, so many others um, continue to tell people about the podcast. It helps it grow. Thank you so much for supporting the sponsors. That's amazing. I've had long time, terrific sponsors who buy ads on this show, and it keeps the show free for you guys, and it keeps me in a situation where I'm able to make episodes, you know, multiples a week uh, because of the podcast getting that support, and because of you then going out and supporting the advertisers. They don't just buy ads because nobody clicks on them. They you know much like the listens you guys are the the engine that drives it I think I'm gonna put out one more episode this year maybe two I have to look at my have to look at what I've got and then um we're gonna start right up like I said January 2nd ninth year really I can't I can't even tell you how stunned I am to be able to tell, to say that and um gosh I guess about halfway through 2014. I decided I was definitely going to make a podcast, and um, I mean, God, we just finished 2022, seven years, like seven straight years, but eight seasons, 2015 was the first, 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, this year, 22, eight full years of the podcast. Today is episode, my goodness, episode, I'm trying to find it, I grabbed the wrong mouse, Today's episode was 816. We're going to get 1,000 episodes. We're going to hit 1,000 episodes in 2023. We're going to hit, I mean, in just a week or so, 10 million total downloads since 2015. That's crazy time. And we just missed 5 million just in 2022. Can you imagine that right now the podcast just about has 10 million downloads and 5 million of them came in the last 12 months. Yeah, it's. There are days that I feel like I've been doing this forever. And there are days I feel like I'm just getting started. And I think the podcast maybe is just getting started. So I don't know if we're going to do 5 million in 2023 or 10 million or... or this is the last year. I have no idea. But I'm having a great time making the show. I can't tell you how grateful I am that you enjoy it, that you're supporting the podcast in so many different ways. Please go check out the private Facebook group, which is astonishingly supportive and amazing. Uh, Juicebox podcast, Type 1 Diabetes, absolutely free. Um, 33,000 members, between 80 and 110 new posts a day. So many people in there, supporting so many people with so many different topics, all about diabetes. I've been talking too long. I'm going to go. I really appreciate everything. I, I, I hope that's obvious. Again, thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast.